League of Women Voters and the Recording Library of West Texas present Tall City Elections. Welcome to Tall City Elections. My name is Bailey Hennis. I'm the Executive Director at the Recording Library of West Texas. I am a five foot eight female in my early 30s. I have a medium length red hair, the kind out of a box. It's not natural. I am wearing a black cardigan. Actually, it's more of a black dress uh, jacket with very thin red stripes and a black shirt underneath with kind of a, a brownish color slacks. And I've got a special guest in the studio today running for District 6, um, Representative Sarah Burleson. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Can you please audio describe yourself for our visually impaired audience? Sure. I'm five foot four inches. I am 64 years old and have naturally gray hair now. I'm wearing a white sweater today with a floral black, brown, and tan dress on. Thank you, Sarah. Let's start with what what's your connection to Midland? How long have you been here? Where are you from? So um, I have been in Midland for 41 years now. I moved here straight out of college. I'm originally from Abilene, Texas, and I went to college in San Antonio at Trinity University. Um, I met my husband out here in Midland. We've raised four children here in Midland who are now adults. So we have one child left here in Midland and one in Nashville, Tennessee, one in Argyle, Texas, and one in Phoenix, Arizona. All over the place. Yes. It makes for uh, a good place to travel for the holidays, I bet. Yes, (laughs) it does. Many interesting places. And I believe that you were a former teacher. Are you a retired teacher? Yes, I am a retired teacher. So I taught for um, I taught four years in special education here in Midland. Then I stayed home eleven years. We had four kids in a row there. We had four kids under four. So wow, <laughs> stayed home for eleven years. When the uh, last one was in first grade, I went back into the teaching field, and I taught in a general classroom of fifth grade at Fannin Elementary. And then I taught 17 years at Carver Elementary in the Gifted and Talented program. Wow. I bet that was interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I've run the gamut of, of education. Sure. Well, that makes sense that you would want to be involved with the school board in this position. Your love of teaching and mentoring is like very obvious. Is, is that something that prompted you to want to try to change some things within MISD? Yes, it is. So I, I have a true passion for education. My mother was an educator. My grandmother was an educator. And so I grew up in the education field. When I went off to college, I thought, oh, I'll be a lawyer. And um, I did a year of political science in college and thought, my true passion truly is education. I feel like everyone needs to find a passion for their career and not just a job for down the road. So that's why when I went into education, when I retired six years ago, I still stayed in education working, uh, doing some part-time work in the district testing students. So I've never truly left education. I probably never will leave mm-hmm. education. It's in your blood. It's in my blood. <laughs> so what are some things that are on the forefront of your vision for Midland? Well, I we need to um, focus on our academics here in Midland and educating our kids to be college and career ready. No matter what you're going to go do, it's going to take that. We need our K through second grade students reading fluently and finding the problems in K through second grade with their reading so that we can get those fixed immediately. Because if we can learn to read, then the upper grades we can read to learn. And there's a big difference in those two things. Uh, We need to implement 
our curriculum with fidelity and get everyone on board with the curriculum. And the last thing is we really need to balance our technology with face-to-face learning. I I think that uh, interacting with teachers and peers is very important, and we're educating our current students to fill jobs we don't even know exist right now. So in addition to reading, writing, and math, our schools need to focus on critical thinking, collaboration, problem-solving, managing failure. That's a mm-hmm. hard one for kids these days mm-hmm. is to manage their failure. Right. And to practice grit, really sticking to what you've started doing. Let's kind of break down some of the the topics. So literacy in in our education system is important. So how do you propose some ways that we maybe can start bringing more literacy to our schools? Well, we need to, uh, in our K through second grade, I really think that we need to go to a phonics-based program. I, that type of learning for early reading is very important for them to get the get down the basics there. We also need our parents involved reading to our kids, listening to kids, listening to stories, things like that, so they really have the language that they need to read. So would that include maybe offering some resources to the parents as well? Oh, for sure. We need to. We need our parents back in our schools, and we, if they need help with that at home, then we should be providing some uh, parenting classes as well. How do you usually get parents involved in, in school-type uh, discussions like that? Well, getting them to the school some cases is difficult because of jobs, et cetera. Sure. So we have to be available different times of the day to get the parents up there, not just 7.30 to 3.30. Mm-hmm. We need evenings. We also need it available during the daytime. There's some who are at home during the day that might be working at night, and I think we, we've got to be more flexible with what we're, what we're offering and what times we're offering it to parents. But I truly think there's not one parent that sends their kid to school that doesn't want them to learn, mm-hmm. not one. Sure, absolutely, and we—I mean—we see that a lot. There's parents that work two weeks somewhere else, and they come back for a couple of days. And I know within the community, there's been some complaints about even some of the the town hall meetings being at an awkward time. And Midland's its own entity for sure. We all know that we're we're different than Dallas and everywhere else. So our work schedules are so different. So. Do you think maybe offering more times within for the public discussion as well for the city as well as school board? Like, is that something we should probably consider? Yes, we need we have to have our community involved in our schools and we have to have their commitment to our schools. Public schools are so important for people for our city to grow and um, offering community meetings, town halls, different times of the day, early morning before school, mm-hmm. lunch, evenings. We have got to provide it all, weekends even as well, because some parents aren't available until the weekend. Right. Okay, and let's move on to another topic that you mentioned, facilities. Do you Are we over capacity right now at our schools? Yes, we are. We're, we definitely need new schools. When the time timing is not always right, Midland is, is tough on school bonds. They're tough on taxes, and I understand that. Everyone wants them as low as they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have to weigh out the benefit of lower taxes versus needs for students as well, though. And we're, re- we're reaching a, a crisis point almost, I'd say, mm-hmm. in our secondary campuses that we haven't done anything for 30 years. Mm-hmm. We added a middle school 30 years ago, and uh, we've added a little building here, a little building here at the two high schools. But really, that's it. 
So we really do have to stop and think, do we want our secondary schools to get better? Do we want to realign our schools to where the ninth graders are actually in high school like they should be, sixth graders in middle school with the seventh and eighth graders? And that will also free up some space if we actually do that. Um, we have to start thinking of realignment of our class, of our schools so that they do meet the standards of what is um, across the United States. Sure. And would that mean perhaps the proposal of another bond? Well, at some point it would mean the proposal of another bond. I'm not saying tomorrow. Right. But we always have to be thinking that there will be a bond. Midland is also growing. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. Yes. I mean, it's not what it was 30 years ago for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved here 40 years ago. Loop 250 was two lanes. Midland Drive was two lanes. Right. You know, now we've got a loop that goes all the way around the city mm-hmm. and is busy. Yes. And, Very busy. And we've seen an influx of individuals coming here to work. Yes. Just in the past, oh, man, even just six or seven years. Yes, yes. Our population has grown. Um, our school numbers have grown. And we need to... We need to prepare for what's coming. I was at a Chamber of Commerce uh, luncheon lately, recently, and, and they were showing the largest demographic is our 30 to 39-year-olds. Wow. And the growing population with that population is zero to four. Sure. So the kids are coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whether we have room or not, right, <laughs> they're right, coming. <laughs> right. Um, so are you for new infrastructure for just completely building a new Midland High, a new legacy? Well, Midland High is almost 100 years old. It's uh-huh. very close to being 100 okay. years old. Um, I We definitely need a new Midland High School. It's, it has so many adjoining buildings that aren't joined. They're kind of separate. But new Midland High is for sure a need in our community. Another um, whatever we do to legacy I'd have to really study that mm-hmm. to see if we had the facilities. Midland High sits on 15 to 17 acres of land. A high school should have 70 acres plus wow. land is what it should be sitting that on. That just puts it in perspective. Yes. So our Midland High kids, the school is sitting there, but everything else they have to drive mm-hmm. a long way to go get to any to get to any extracurricular activities like football practice. Soccer is from downtown out to Loop 250, which is probably three miles, I'd say, yeah. three or four miles, mm-hmm. down Big Spring, which is a very busy road. And uh, that's probably not cheap, doing all of the transportation. Right, yeah. right. So you add in buses, and you also add in, add in high school kids driving right. and trying to get right. there quickly. And, and trying to find uh, reliable drivers for those vehicles as well. Yes. We always yes. have a workforce issue here. Yes. We do um, have a workforce issue, which is another one of my main things is workforce. We've got to educate our kids. When you're talking about K through second grade literacy, you're not just talking about kindergarten, first and second grade. You're talking about all the way through high school. Because if they're on if they're on track early on, then they'll be on track later on. Absolutely. And we need a literate workforce. Yeah, you have you have you have to have that, that good foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, here at the Recording Library, we're all about literacy as well. Obviously, for those who can't read the printed word, we provide it in audio. So that way, even dyslexia would qualify for our services. So um, offering that one-on-one help with students uh, with dyslexia or other impairments is so important. Very important. Do you think... The earlier, the better. Yes, right. 
in the early stages of development is when it matters. Absolutely. And and teaching the parents as well who might not have had exposure to that education. Do you think putting more experts in the field of literacy and even counseling, just having more people involved in MISD is important? Yes, I do. Hiring maybe? I I think our counseling has got to turn, especially in our secondary campus, well, even on elementary campuses, we've got to have some counselors who are true counselors as in helping with some mental health, et cetera. Um, That's just important to our kids these days. Times have changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I I do have some high hopes because of the new uh, mental health facility that's coming. I think that Midlands made some positive steps forward to bringing awareness to mental health issues in our community. So I'm thankful that we're we're getting that big facility and maybe they can start having a little more synergy with MISD. True. That will that will be helpful. Yeah. Another question, Sarah, because we're at capacity within our schools, is safety a concern? Safety is a concern to me. Um, On the secondary campuses, there's many doorways in and out and kids changing classes in and out all day. And they also travel to Midland College for um, technical um, classes, so um, computer technology classes. So um, you've got a lot of kids moving in and out. You also have from the ninth grade to the high school – you have your band kids in ninth grade who go over to high school band, then they've got to travel back to ninth grade. You have all the sports that they go to at the high school, and then they travel back to the ninth grade campuses. So that's one safety issue, kids in and out all day long. Mm-hmm. Another safety issue is um, the portables that are on campuses. If you see portables, it might say that they're not over capacity, but a portable is over capacity for the building. That's mm-hmm. why they put a portable outside mm-hmm. for the classroom outside in a building instead of inside the building. So that is to meet what we call over capacity. If a, if a child needs to go to a restroom, they don't have restrooms in the portable buildings. So mm-hmm. they have to go outside and back into the building, which is locked. So either someone has to leave the room with them to go or... You send them your key card. I mean, there's just different things that could happen, but it's still not the same as being inside a locked building. Yeah, it seems like our students, are, our, uh, our kids are spending a lot of time just traveling to do things than focusing on the curriculum or <laughs> education. Yes, if things are not close by, you spend a lot of time doing that. Sure. Uh, Sarah, what are some other things that you're passionate about when it comes to MISD? Well, I, I think that um, we... I'm, I'm passionate about teachers for sure, and the what they have to cover. There's a lot of pressure on teachers, uh, not only in the classroom but um, outside the classroom, and then during the school day, we don't have enough substitute teachers right now. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're a teacher and it's your off period to plan for your next class or plan for the next day, however you want to look at that planning time, you're covering somebody else's class who's absent that day. So teachers are never getting their planning time to do what's needed because they're subbing for classes. And that, that gets taxing after a while to sub day after day after day after day right. for another class. And um, So it's another workforce issue that we have here in Midland. We're not the only people that have that workforce issue. Mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's not just teaching. It's 
nearly everything here in Midland is a workforce issue. Sure, nonprofit as well. Yeah. I saw some today, though, um, that we're starting to what we call grow our own, grow our own talent here in Midland, and hopefully focus on uh, younger people who are wanting to get their degree here and stay here. And it's um, so we're focusing in on that. Uh, there's some young teachers that are uh, in a program now at Midland College. Okay. And uh, so a bunch of teachers have kind of formulated this group. Uh, there are some former administrators from MISD who are actually leading. Excellent. Uh, out at Midland College for that. That's so, yeah. okay. That's great to hear. You have a very unique perspective because you are a teacher. You've been in that field for many years. What can we do better as a community to support our teachers? Well, one is I feel like we've got to become more positive about our school district in Midland, everybody across the board. Uh, we, It's easy to point out negatives, mm-hmm. and yet we've got a thousand more positive things going on besides that one negative. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something very important that across 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 Midland – needs to be done is saying there are good things happening in our schools and we need to focus on those. Well, you will like the last two questions I have for you leading off of that. Um, one of the, the last two questions is, what is something that MISD does well? I've asked all the politicians this before we end the show. So what are, what are some things that MISD does well? What do you appreciate about MISD? Well, I like the fact that um, we have different schools to choose from for one thing so parents have a choice in schools and not every district has that they can we have six high schools here in town i don't know that everybody knows that that we have six high schools that kids can choose from and to me that's very important because there's two large high schools with 2500 kids in it right now down to a um, to a small school with maybe 50 and then there's one with 150 and then there's one that's growing that's going to have 400 and something by the end. And then we have early college high school. So we have the women's, young women's leadership academy for all girls. We have early college high school. They can start in ninth grade and graduate with an associate's degree. We have the two comprehensive high schools. And then we have Coleman Academy, which is um, a smaller one for kids who, who don't want to be in the regular large high school and want to do kind of it's kind of independent type deal and then we have the new one's going to be idea public schools so we'll have six high schools excellent yeah some choices there yeah great and our last question is kind of a fun question if someone was to give you a grant for a million dollars and it comes with some staff (laughs) um what would you choose to spend that on let's say you're already with misd in that position okay yeah i can do that I would say that we would put an aid in every kindergarten through second grade room right now for for the teachers to really focus in on kids in the early stages of learning of reading and math. And if we can get an aid in every single K through second grade class and we get that strong foundation going for our kids, then the rest of it's going to move along. Another thing I might do is add some police officers to the secondary campuses. Um, to where they have feel like there's more security there with the kids where we are. 
And that's, I think, right now, that's, Those, that's off the top great of my answer. head what I can think of. I could give you a million uh, more ways to no. spend a million dollars in education. No, that, that just shows where your, your heart is, you know, and those are great answers. Where do you begin to find, like, aids? It, are you for trying to recruit people to come here to serve in, in those positions? Or are you more for retention of our current teachers and aides? Or how does that work? Well, I definitely want to retain who the people, the staff that we have. Um, but we do need to recruit from outside of here because we're not filling our positions. And I think sometimes we don't need to be short-sighted and think that the computer can do it for us. Mm-hmm. We've got to go meet people face-to-face and say, you need to come to Midland. Here's why you need to come to Midland. Right. Well, when I just met you, you said that you prefer to do one-on-one I face-to-face do. interaction. So that makes sense. Great, Sarah. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we end our show today? Um, no, just that I am pro workforce. I'm pro kids. I'm pro kids all the time. I, you know, kids, kids are kids. Times are changing, but kids are still kids. And I think that if we have a good foundation and a good discipline management system, that kids all want to graduate from high school and find a good, good career. And my last thing would be what I always told my kids when they left I taught elementary was find your find your people in junior high and high school. Find an extracurricular activity to be involved in. You'll belong to something and you'll stay involved and graduate. And that's what ever, all of our kids need to find is that, that sweet spot for them in junior high and high school. Excellent. Sarah, can you please let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, you can email me at B-U-R-L-E-S-O-N. F-O-R-M-I-S-D-6 dot com. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, Sarah, and good luck on your journey. Thank you so much for having me. Tall City Elections is a nonpartisan and unbiased community project of the League of Women Voters of Midland and the Recording Library of West Texas. The League of Women Voters and the Recording Library do not endorse, support, or oppose any candidates for office or political party. All candidates for office are invited to participate in this project. 